Hey everyone, I've got you in my sights. Because you're listening to Know the Lore on the BS Excluded Network. Chris, aka Slurdnerd, on the PlayStation Network and on Twitter. Last week we started the main continuity of the Overwatch world, including the Omnic Crisis, with the rise and fall of the actual Overwatch team. There will be some spoilers coming up, so if you aren't familiar with the story or did not get the Overwatch Origins Edition by pre-ordering the game, then you might not want to hear the spoilers, so I'll give you a heads up right before we get to that. But if you listen to the last episode, then you know that the rise and the downfall of Overwatch really rely on two specific men, and that's Gabriel Reyes and Jack Morrison. So today, that's who I'm going to talk about. Okay, so John, aka Jack Morrison, grew up on a farm in Indiana. His characteristics tend to embody the all-American working class spirit that was commonly boasted of in ages past, Um, honesty, being strong-willed, having a heart of gold, all that good stuff, all that quality American stuff that we used to at least tend to pride ourselves on. Once he turned 18, he enrolled in the United States military, but he only planned to serve out his original term. He wasn't planning on making this a career. And uh, his actual plans included to travel back home to Indiana to live a quiet life working on his family's farm. However, Morrison's courage and work ethic kind of gained some attention from his superiors who were convinced that he could be more than the typical hero. At this time, the United States government was experimenting with an enhancement program where selected soldiers were going to be genetically modified. And the specifics are still classified, so we don't know all the real details or the steps that were involved. What we do know is that Jack Morrison came out on the other side of this program stronger, faster, and more agile than any human could ever hope to be. Now, on the reverse side of that is Gabriel Reyes, who grew up in Los Angeles, California, and he also joined the U.S. military. Unlike Morrison, Reyes planned to have a military career and was extremely successful, quickly rising to become a well-respected senior officer and achieve veteran status. After what I've already explained about Morrison, you can kind of imagine that the military leaders also had their eyes on Reyes, and he too ended up being selected for this soldier enhancement program. Now, we don't know how many other soldiers were involved in this enhancement program. There are various sources that tell different things. There's some things that make it sound like there was a group of soldiers that did make it out, and some of them may have actually been on the Blackwatch squad. Some of them might have been in Overwatch. I'll talk about Blackwatch a little bit later. But the only survivors that we know of for sure were Reyes and Morrison. And so they met and they quickly became close friends. But then the Omnics, which were a peaceful and intelligent race of robots that were serving the world by manufacturing goods... And they were basically responsible for keeping economic balance and keeping peace, ended up turning against humanity. This was called the Omnic Crisis. After various countries did what they could to try to put an end to the war, seeing little to no resolution in sight, the United Nations began developing a small elite strike team called Overwatch. And Overwatch was supposed to infiltrate each battlefield with basically surgical precision and shut down the Omnic threat, 
whether it was destroying the Omnics or shutting down the Omniums. So after talking things over with each other, the two friends, Reyes and Morrison, volunteered to join Overwatch. Here we see where the first problems within the actual Overwatch team is going to start. This is basically planting the seed, which is that because of his status, Reyes was appointed to Overwatch's field team leader. But it was Morrison who really became the heart and soul of the group. He had a certain magnetism that imbued others with admiration and inspiration. As I explained in the last episode, Overwatch exceeded expectations. The Omnic Crisis ended and the world fell in love with this group of heroes. And with Morrison in particular, whose face adorned posters and screens pretty much around the globe. As the team flourished, it began expanding its ranks over a period of about two decades from what I can tell. Morrison was promoted to the Strike Commander over Reyes. Reyes instead was tapped to head up a Black Ops branch of Overwatch called Black Watch to handle all the dirty jobs and the things that the general populace couldn't know about. Despite leading his own team, Reyes grew resentful of Morrison. Authority and power had really just driven a wedge between their friendship, and the two continued to drift apart. So, as we all know, nothing stays the same forever, and the world's view of Overwatch began to change. Much of this was fueled by rumors of illegal activities within the organization, and more specifically, centered around Reyes. At this time, we don't really have all the specifics, but what we do know is that Overwatch as a whole became split down the middle with those loyal to Morrison and the rest loyal to Reyes. Both sides eventually came to blows at the Overwatch Swiss headquarters, and it resulted in an explosion that destroyed the facility and killed both Morrison and Reyes. Now, when I say that this caused the explosion, we don't actually know. We just know that this battle took place between the two sides and an explosion happened. Is it possible a third party did it? Yes, it is, but we really don't know. So, we're heading into spoiler territory right now before we continue any farther. So, for those of you that are interested in the story, but you don't want any surprises ruined, this is going to expand upon that. Now, there isn't a storyline in the game, so if you play the game, you're not going to get this story. There are things that you could piece together by listening to some of the character dialogue together. If you have certain characters on the same team in that room before you go out onto the map, you might hear some exchange. It doesn't happen every time, but sometimes it does. And I can't tell you without spoiling things which characters are involved with who. That being said, I'm gonna move on with the spoilers here. And when I say that both Morrison and Reyes were killed, you can't really see it, but I'm doing air quotes with my fingers right now. Jack Morrison, although his body was never recovered, he was declared deceased. At his memorial service, fellow Overwatch teammate Reinhardt Wilhelm gave a heartbreaking speech about his commander and was quoted, He devoted everything he was to Overwatch. He was our moral compass, our inspiration, our friend. That was the end to Overwatch. Prior to the battle, the group was being investigated, but Overwatch literally tore itself apart before the investigation could be concluded. As a result, the Petrus Act was signed, declaring that any Overwatch-related activity was illegal and punishable by law. Six years later, conflict around the world has started to escalate once again, largely in part because of a terrorist organization called Talon, who have been raiding former Overwatch facilities. But they aren't the only ones. 
A lone vigilante known to the public as Soldier 76 has also been raiding facilities as well, stealing weapons, tech, and medical supplies. But unlike Talon, he hasn't been leaving a trail of dead bodies in his wake. Some are quick to call him a criminal, but the truth is, he's also been avidly fighting against a deadly gang based out of Dorado. We don't know what happened in that six year period, but from the in-game dialogue and from the special Overwatch Origins edition skin, we know that Soldier 76 is in fact Jack Morrison. But once again, here's the other side of that coin. Gabriel Reyes was also officially declared deceased. There's some debate as to whether or not he actually did die, but again, there's some in-game dialogue that kind of confirms for us that yes, he was in fact dead at some time, and then resurrected. The exact circumstances as to what happened to Reyes are unclear, but his body, or what was left of it, was experimented on in effort to bring him back to life. And it worked. Sort of. Whatever was done to his body caused his cells to constantly deteriorate and then regenerate. This sometimes gives him kind of a ghostly appearance. Additionally, his cells need material to regenerate. Therefore, cloaking himself in black and donning a menacing white mask, Reyes, now the infamous mercenary known as Reaper, drains all living material from those he kills, leaving empty husks behind. Although the reason for their alliance is unknown, Reaper has been aiding the terrorist group Talon as they raid former Overwatch facilities, stealing information on the identities and the whereabouts of Overwatch's former members. Now, I'm going to speculate a little bit, and just keep in mind that this is my own personal theory and not a part of some kind of Overwatch canon. But I do believe that Talon may have been prevalent in the story all along. Call it a conspiracy theory, but I believe that Talon, or what would eventually become Talon, began within the United States military. I believe that some of the other enhanced soldiers that survived the process ended up with Reyes in Blackwatch, and that Talon, as a terrorist organization, really started to materialize within the formation of Blackwatch. But I don't believe that Reyes was the actual leader, as some might think, but more of a willing pawn to a leader who may actually be involved in some kind of politics. I also believe that the controversy surrounding Reyes and Overwatch as a whole came out of Reyes and his team performing duties for Talon under the guise of Blackwatch, which inevitably drew attention to themselves. The United Nations started to investigate, and then conveniently, the two big leaders in Overwatch are killed. The headquarters is destroyed, and the investigation gets dropped. I believe that Morrison was dangerously close to learning the truth, and that Reyes was pegged to stop him. Talon may have planned for the ultimate showdown in Switzerland, and then decided to sacrifice Reyes to take out Morrison. With Morrison dead, they ended Overwatch, and the remaining members of Blackwatch became fully-fledged Talon agents. This theory can somewhat be corroborated by Jesse McCree, who was originally part of the Blackwatch team, but defected before the big showdown. However, we're going to get into his story in a couple episodes. However, we're going to get into McCree's story in a couple episodes, along with another big player and witness to way more parts of Overwatch and possibly even Talon than you might realize. Because think about it, somebody had to put the pieces of Reyes back together. But what do you think about Soldier 76 and Reaper? 
and what do you think about the terrorist organization Talon? I'd like to hear your theories on what might have happened that fateful day in Switzerland. We will be finding out more later this year when Blizzard releases the graphic novel Overwatch First Strike. I don't know what all it's going to entail, and I don't know the release date yet. I do know that it will involve this original Overwatch team with Morrison and Reyes, and it's going to take place, or at least part of it's going to take place, around an Omnium in Detroit, Michigan. However, since I'm putting the first three episodes of this podcast all out at once, before we get into McCree and the creator of Reaper, next episode, I'm going to talk about two more heroes from the original team. And I'm not talking about Reinhardt or Torbjorn. I'm going to talk some pure speculation on the other two members of the original Overwatch team, the person we only know as Liao and Ana Amari. Or is she Sombra? Next episode, we're going to put on our tinfoil hats and examine all the evidence, and I'm going to give you my own personal theories on this mysterious figure that Blizzard seems to keep teasing us with. Write in and tell me who your favorite characters are or what you'd like to hear me cover on the show by sending an email to knowthelore at bsexcluded.com, and as always, you can find me on the PlayStation Network or on Twitter as SlurredNerd. After this next episode, we're going to go back on track with the rest of the main Overwatch cast, so hang in there, and remember, Death walks among you. Thanks again for listening. Know the Lore is recorded and produced by the BS Excluded Network. Visit bsexcluded.com, that's B-S-X-C-L-U-D-E-D.com. Yeah, it is spelled kind of weird. Check out our other amazing shows, or you can check us out on social media by visiting facebook.com slash bsexcluded, youtube.com slash bsexcluded, or you can add bsexcluded on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Music you heard in the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Epicsha. Head over to epicsha.com to hear more. 